This is Donna Otto, and we are Modern Homemakers, and I cannot believe we are closing in on the end of May. So let me give you a little strategical plan here. In the summer, which is what used to call, we used to call them whiteboard days. Wow, today's whiteboard days are mixed up with the year of no in-school training and teaching, so parents who are still catching up from last semester, people who are working from home, childcare issues, oh my, so many unusual circumstances in our world. I don't know if whiteboard is a good title for summer, but I want to encourage you to think about it. Can you plan some whiteboard days? Can you plan some fun days which have no schedule in them? Nothing in them. Whatever happens, happens. Maybe mom has a few tricks in her sleeve, up her sleeve, or in her goodie bag. But there are no plans for a few of those days, maybe a week, a time where the family can be together. I've been reading, as I told you, a book called Morality and his discussion about the fragile family has caused me to think more and more about this one area of the four areas that modern homemakers is known for. And we encourage women in four specific areas, who you are as a woman, a wife, a mother, and a homemaker. And when we began to think about the end of the season, I looked and saw that we had many too few, too few, too, too, too few uh, lessons on motherhood. So this merry month of May, I've been talking about motherhood, and I'm going to continue to do that right up until the end, which will be the middle first week of June. And then we will offer a one-time broadcast um, on marriage. And I'm going to tell you the title of that in a day or two, and I'm going to have some things on the website for you to look to. I want you to plan on it. I do have a title for it. I've forgotten it. Marriage Reveal. It's a marriage reveal is what I'm calling it. And it's a real marriage, a real couple, a real reveal of what they've been through and how they've chosen in God's ordinance and by the very unspoken word of themselves to stay married. So that will happen the first uh, Friday. No, that happened the, the middle part of the second week of June. I think it will be aired the Wednesday, um, the middle part of June. That week is June 9. I should have had all that right in front of me. Sorry, girls. So the marriage reveal. The next few shows I'm going to do will be a little longer than normal. So don't quit on me. Divide it in half if necessary. But this material is so dense and so important that I want to be sure that I get it all in, um, in good division. So we are going to do Training the Will of Mama. Then we're going to do Training the Will of a Child, part one and part two. And then we're going to 
to spank or not to spank. And then I'm going to give you my summer challenge, my summer challenge. So this is the time where we're closing down for the summer. One last thing is there has been some product that I'm very, very fond of. We have a wonderful website, modernhomemakers.org. Things sing and dance over there. There are books and resources, free resources, lots of available things for you. DVDs, uh, video classes on table, video classes on organization, lots of things for you to encourage you in these four areas that you fulfill as woman, wife, mother, and homemaker. But one of those is a 24-hour teaching session called Choices Matter. I've written nine books. I'm very proud of them. But I think if it comes down to it, and I would say to you, what did you do in your lifetime, Otto, that you're glad you did? I'm going to tell you it's uh, Choices Matter. The title alone still makes me pleased with the fact that God, in his infinite decision-making, decided to give us choice. I'm still overwhelmed with that, always overwhelmed. The one true living God of the universe said, I'm giving you, Otto, choice. Choose me. Don't choose me. Choose anything, but it's your choice. We always have a choice. These 24 hours were taught in the Precept Ministry Studios now about 15 years ago. I look decidedly older than I even do right now. Long skirts, dark stockings. Oh my, I, um, someone told me they're iconic. But the quantity and quality of that material is really something that I know will encourage you. And there has been a fee for them. During the months of June, July, and August, that fee will be waived. So if you would like to uh, take one of those shows, take six of those shows, take 24 of those shows, please do so. They are divided in the same way, woman, wife, mother, and homemaker. So maybe you just want the six hours on being a wife, or you want the six hours on homemaking. You choose. You can have all 24. The material that I'm going to teach in the next few days, uh, training the will of mama, and the will of your children is also available in that series. All right, so here we go. Today we're going to talk about five manners most parents forget to teach. Now, some of this feels like, really, Donna, is that true? But I think it is. As I look back on it and realize that I've been teaching this material now for 15 or 20 years, particularly the five manners most parents forget, I, I just want to remind you, it's not just about forks, says Cheryl Eberly, the author of 365 Manners Kids Should Know. Good manners bring order and security to life. Knowing the right thing to do gives kids confidence, helps to contain emotionally charged situations, and teaches discipline and self-control. So here are the five areas, but let me tell you some very dear thing to me. I have a young friend who has three sons. The oldest son is just now turning 21 and graduating. Uh, I can barely believe that he's 21. But he was about 14 
And we were going to an event together that was a memorial service for someone we mutually cared about, his family, our family, and hundreds of other people. The young man came around to the side of the car. He opened the door for me. I I can still remember thinking, what a gracious, gentlemanly thing. But then when he got ready to open the door, he sort of took my hand to help me out. I didn't need helping out when I wasn't falling down with age as I am now. But he took my elbow, whatever. And as we started up, there was a very hilly space, stairs within a hilly space up to the church. And I went to reach for his arm. Now, in my lifetime, I'd been doing that since I was 25. Uh, A wise old friend of mine said, anytime you can take someone's arm, especially if it's a man, there's a connection, there's a physical touch, there's an opportunity to say, I like you, to squeeze the interior of his arm. The safe places for women to touch men, for mothers to touch boys, grandmothers to touch grandchildren, etc. So I went for his arm, partly because of the hill, but partly because I've been doing it all my life. And he shot his elbow tight, and his arm got firm. And I thought, somebody has told this young man how to help someone up a set of stairs. And I think about that because I smiled at him, and I said, Levi, that was so terrific. Thank you. And he just smiled back as if I had praised him for some wonderful deed, and it was. So these manners do help our men and women go into situations with confidence. I was recently at a very formal wedding, and the wedding was in a very formal church, and the church memorial, the reception, there was no dancing. Uh, there was it was very formal and official, and uh, the majority of the congregation wear head coverings, so you can imagine the sense of the church. A young friend who didn't know and didn't ask came in a strapless dress, and she she looked around and she said, "I don't think I wore the right dress." Now I didn't say she didn't wear the right dress. I said, "Oh." There are so many folks around here. Look, there's girls with sleeveless dresses. But in fact, she didn't think ahead to find out, what is this church? Who is this? Her mom didn't teach her that. That's all. And I want you to put your children in a place where they can cover their bases. So what are the manners at home? The people we love and deserve at least as much courtesy as we offer strangers. When your kids practice good manners with your family on a daily basis, home becomes a place of harmony and peace. And I want to say parenthetical, I'm not talking about a home of perfection. I'm just talking about a place of respect. If this is a sofa, we're feet on the sofa and shoes on the sofa, okay, great. But if it's not... The children should know that, and they should respect it, that we should respect each other's personal property. They should be taught how to do that and helped to do that on a full-time basis. They should respect older people. Teach them to do that as people, especially of age, come into your home. Kids need to know that older people deserve respect simply because they're older. And part of that is simply because 
you're not sure what that older person can and cannot do, what they're capable of. Can they carry something? You just need to make sure that your children are aware of that. Showing respect means letting them go first in the grocery line or the buffet line, getting up your seat for them, acknowledging most of all their presence. So many grandmothers say to me, I have grandchildren when I come into the room, they don't even say hi, Nana. They're just, they're just there. Teach your children to show respect for others, but especially for olders. Olders. Awareness of other people in public places. Teach kids to respect those around them. They should know such general rules as don't talk loudly, hold the door for others, walk on the right have you ever been to an airport or an amusement park and you're just so frustrated because people are coming at you on all sides? Well, walking on the right and walking on the left was common courtesy, just common courtesy. Teach your children to do it, even if others aren't doing it. It, it helps the flow of traffic. It helps other people um, around you. Teach them to walk on the right. Um, I, my husband still does this. My son-in-law still does this. If we're on a public boulevard of any kind, we get out of the car, out of the parking lot, and we walk onto a public street or a sidewalk, my son-in-law and my husband always go to the side where the cars are. They come to my right. It just feels like a piece of chivalry and protection. And what about public places like restaurants and movies, if we ever get back to going to movies and restaurants. Um, help your children to understand they should eat quietly. Don't talk too loud. There's a table next to you. Don't kick the seat in front of you. Don't put your feet up on the back of the seat like it was a footstool. Make sure they don't leave their trash on the floor. I have a young friend who was a, r a restaurant waitress, a, a maitre d' and then a waitress or in that reverse order. And she said, I would see a family of small children coming in, and I always tried to get them with a waitress who would be willing to clean up the mess. She said, we got to anticipate that parents let their children drop things on the floor, napkins on the floor, and when they got up to leave, they didn't put their chairs back in, they didn't pick up their own personal trash, they just left. So teach your children to be respectful of people in public places, including waitresses. On the telephone, oh, the telephone, today the telephone is such an odd oddity, and we use it all the time. But I still think that there is a respectful way to use your cell phone. May I take this call when others are sitting quietly? Sometimes I'm in an airport and, and someone phones who I know is going to be a conversation of 15 minutes. And I look around and I think, do all these people need to hear me talking for 15 minutes? I'll get up and walk and try to find a quiet spot. If you can't find a quiet spot, at least spend some time in asking if it's okay to make the call. And then conversational courtesies. Kids often aren't aware that a lack of response communicates a lack of interest. If someone speaks to you, acknowledge it. Make eye contact when you're speaking. Learn to listen and ask questions that draw a person out. It's a vital skill that will benefit your kids all the way through adulthood. In the fall, we're going to do some lessons on listening. I'm preparing them even now. 
The whole art of listening has changed its scope. But the scripture is very clear to tell us how God expects us to listen to him and how we are to respect each other. So here are a few tips for your children. Some do's and some don'ts. Express gratitude both verbally and, yes, even in a note. Hold the door for another person just as you go through it. You don't have to stand there and hold the door. I have a great story about my daughter who I was teaching to do that. And she got so angry with me one day because I stood at the door and I wouldn't open it until she went ahead and opened the door because I said to her, this is how you practice. (gasps) She got so angry with me. And then finally she said, okay, okay, I'll let you in. So we had a long conversation about that. Hold the door. For men, let the women go through the door first. For men, open the door for your women and your wives. Cell phone etiquette, whatever you consider polite, respectful, conscientious, do that. Teach your children. Uh, Phone etiquette is, as I said, a very strange and um, changing atmosphere. Regard others as more importantly than yourself. Paul says that. Paul tells us that others should always be more important than yourself. And he also says, outdo one another in preferencing. So if you're teaching your children these scriptural admonitions, then outdoing, regarding others more importantly, opening the door, closing the door, having good contact, eye contact, demonstrating good table manners at someone's home, the old no thank you portion, or eat some of it and leave the rest instead of, I don't eat that, I need peanut butter and jelly. Behave graciously in someone's home, whether that's overnight or for dinner. And then the only things that I would say, don't, don't interrupt someone who's talking. Don't interrupt someone who's talking. And do take the scriptural references to how we regard other human beings more importantly than ourselves. Well, that's five manners with a few extra tucked in. They're manners that sound a bit archaic, even to my own ears, having two teenage grandchildren. But I want you to know the ability to send a child out into the world with good manners, with knowing what to wear when, when to say what, what fork to pick up, how to say thank you and you're welcome and hold the door for someone will keep these children of yours in good stead. I'm Donna Otto, and this is Modern Homemakers. Thank you for joining us. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very uncommon day of expressing good manners yourself.